Hello, everybody. It's Jonesy, your host of the Think in Your Armor Punk Rock Podcasting, and I'm just doing a real quick can opener of an episode right now. I just want to drop this premise into my show, and it's the trifecta that has arisen in my mind that I'm describing as mainstream alt-future media. And I just think it's an interesting uh, triple trio of of um, adjectives for media and separate domains within media that have sort of affected my mind on, on and my thoughts on the overall subject. Right now, it's great. You know, it's 2017, and so many individuals are contributing more and more their individual perspectives to the collective discourse that society, um, you know, has to its benefit. The battle, the battleground of ideas now has fewer barriers to entry than it has in, in previous eras of human history. You can have your own captivating thoughts and perspectives and use this wonderful thing called the internet. And just the same way you could spread poison, the reason just right now I said the battleground of ideas, I mentioned that phrase, is because I think as detrimental as the poison is, a lot of times it, I'd like to think, it will not stand up within the court of public opinion, and that really good ideas, if allowed to battle their way to the, to the top, will do so because of their usefulness to motivate and enlighten human beings to live better lives. And I got to be honest, you know, politically, I don't ever want to be so much of an unwavering ideologue that I'm trapped and unable to have any flexibility on issues given the various, you know, contextual realities as variables that they have to stand up against that could could change, you know, you know, given issues like what what happens to be going on in society or, or around, you know, your general viewpoint on something could be different in one part of your life than it is in the next and then you might say hey well given today's landscape which is different than yesteryears uh i've i've changed course slightly i've adjusted my particular opinions or my particular beliefs on this one issue because this makes more sense now and i think we all need a little bit of wiggle room like that as human beings we don't want to be so radicalized that we can't maneuver at all but all in all, we will tend to lean certain ways and, and have certain beliefs that um, pull us in one direction 
over the other. We all have different breakdowns, of course, you know, if you're right or left on this issue, this issue, this issue, all throughout. You know, we all probably have so unique profiles unto ourselves. There's no specific set number, but we, we lean different ways, you know, number of, of profiles that you could have. I, I like to think we're all individuals. But the whole thing is, I, the reason I'm saying this is, you know, growing up as so many people tend to be more left. It's not that I want to be against anyone who's left. I, I don't even want to bring vitriol and contention into this conversation. One thing human beings need to do now with politics is have better, more, more useful, more humane conversations in, in which negative emotion uh, towards one another and negative labeling is kept out as much as possible, but that we can still courageously d defend our thoughts, even if they do challenge the status quo. And we see lots of lot, lots and problems w with this. You know, the paradigm shifts tend, I guess, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not too old. I'm only 33, but the one that we seem to be in uh, is certainly coming with plenty of, plenty of pain in the human population people are arguing a lot uh, you know relationships have been stressed on moss and in my 33 years i'm not that old of course and history has been uh has has been littered with with many many contentious and volatile eras that i was not there for but in 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 my years of, of paying attention to the world. I, I never remember a time as now with people being absolutely so polarized. And I think that we have to have the ability as humans to try to respect each other's opinions. And even, you know, insofar as not only respecting each other's um, humanity not not only not hating, but actually really respecting other opinions and and saying to ourselves that, oh, well, there's somebody very, very intelligent who's likely to disagree with me. Not every intelligent person, not everybody who has a mind that is impressive at all agrees with me on everything because that really is a tremendously arrogant sort of intuition to possess and people on both sides of the left-right political divide I think have that unhealthy instinct so it's good for all of us to humble ourselves to, to some degree for our own clarity of thought but one of the things that got me thinking on this overall subject before I just um ramble on more about specifically politics is that when you talk about mainstream media I mean before I was really even forming various opinions to to the level of strength that they now are within me i was just realizing you know it was probably a couple years ago now two years ago but watching most of the mainstream media channels without even knowing that i was a, a little further to the right on certain issues than, than I am because I hadn't really been working on, you know, 
my political opinion and trying to be enlightened in any way and finding what that really is. You know, I wasn't really putting that in, putting in that work because it, 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 there is so much negative emotion and, you know, there's always people yelling at each other within this uh, realm of public dialogue. And I think a lot of people kind of maybe stay out of it, stay out of uh, full engagement for that reason, but also for that reason, don't uh, establish the, you know, the level of clarity that they could for themselves. And there, there are benefits, I think, in political theories and politi- political thoughts that, that can sort of in, enlighten individuals on an individual on an individual level in terms of, you know, acting as compasses of sorts. If, if a certain belief, belief strikes you as something that is true and that you can look to as a guiding light, I think some of that does actually exist within the political realm. But very long-winded here, where I'm going is that watching most of the mainstream media channels, before I even had these opinions worked out to the level that they are now for myself, the simple math of, of seeing... First and foremost, the thing that got my opinions moving in a specific direction was the undeniable bias. So, you know, you're starting with someone with centrist, probably maybe even believing about himself that he's leaning left. And the first stimulus from the planet that couldn't be denied, that announced itself and acted as the beginning of the formation of real opinions that are really owned was the undeniable slant, the undeniable uh, bias that was always to one side of, of these issues. And obviously most, you know, you're listening to this and I don't, I don't even want to be polarized right now. It happens to be to the left side, that bias. And, you know, without, without having any, particular goals, opinions, pre-wiring, presuppositions, any of which were overwhelmingly strong within this political realm, that was the first thing that got the snowball rolling in one direction as to the other for me because it it announced itself blatantly for what it was. I I, I said, oh my my goodness, I've, I've been watching TV here and 25 stories in a row all have the same exact tone of what kind of dialogue is this? This isn't a conversation. This is a, this is a hammering. This is an agenda. The, it's, a, it's, it's agenda first. I mean, where, who's, who's looking for truth here? They, they've, 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 they're, whatever their truth is, whatever, they, they, they think they have it already. They're not looking for anything. And that's, you know, I couldn't, I didn't like that. Whoever's apt to do that, I have some problems with. But it plays into the greater media landscape because then, of course, you go into what they call alt media. And I don't have the entire um, concept ironed in and out. 
But alt media is, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's not mainstream media. And it has to do with people that have views that maybe challenge the the status quo. And it's not major corporations. And there's individuals behind it. And it's a whole new wonderful world of of dialogue. Now, sometimes, of course, in society, there are reactionary um, forces at play. And if the me- mainstream media is largely, as I described, so slanted to the to one direction, and you get alienated or put off or disillusioned by that, of course, then where a space in society does open up for a pendulum swing, for a catharsis of, of, of you know, a mass catharsis of, of venting about how wrong that is. Well, you know, I've safeguarded myself against being radicalized in the other direction as well. You want to keep an even head. You want to you you want to be balanced in your psychology always, I believe, and it can be hard. I don't think the mainstream media is helping with with that. And of course, there's people out in you know the more individualistic world of internet platforms that I'm sure aren't helping that either. But some are, some are. And you don't have to go all the way to the other side all the time and, and necessarily uh, hate. But you can disapprove and you can call out that which you think is wrong. And you can suggest in any number of nuanced ways and at any particular position on the political spectrum from 1 to 10, what your suggestions for improvement and what your personal proposals happen to be. And maybe you have them. And that's the amazing thing about sharing with the world by the way of the internet. And I think more and more people will do it. I want more and more people to do it. And I think it should become something that is not marginalized. You know, we have this fake news word that was going around for a while. I think it was, you know, coined initially within the mainstream media establishment. And then some of these words, sometimes, you know, something like that, it seems to have backfired in this case and is largely used against the mainstream media in in cases in, in which there actually is the incorrect or dishonest or or both in that for that matter reporting of facts but i think that these words get used as uh sometimes from the left i i hate to i hate to bash too much but it's i'm sure people on the right have done this as well just in general among humans let's say uh, these blanket terms sometimes get get used as something, and I've heard many other people make this point that stifle conversation, that carry a stigma with them, that make people gun shy, and then that can be thrown out there at a particular person to take away his or her authority, regardless of whether how good a point 
they may happen to have. And, you know, you see that you've seen that done with, with like the word racist and sexist and, and all these these bigotry oriented um, labels have been we know have been weaponized in society um, quite a bit. And uh, I guess they're sort of linguistic kill shots. But on a macro level, you know, the, the masses get behind them. And I got, I picked that term up, linguistic kill shots, from reading some Scott Adams blogs. He's the creator of Dilbert. He happens to be a Trump supporter. But he made the point about how Trump, on an individual level, uh, seemed to have the combative ability, you, you know, within political combat to land, to coin these phrases and land them as linguistic kill shots on his opponents and we're we're linguistic creatures uh us humans you know we the the language the words represent and and symbolize ideas to us and if you're able to to use them to solidify uh themselves in people's minds and carry with them a very specific meaning. Well, that's quite that's quite a skill. That's quite an ability. So we saw him, and it wasn't very nice. You know, I don't think it was it looked great, but uh, it it worked to some degree when there was a, a political brawl, a pro- political royal rumble of sorts. But I I have less of a problem with that in terms of being a tool no matter how ugly it appears i'm not saying it's perfect but a political tool used for the use of personal individual ambition i look at that as less of a social ill than when phrases are macro linguistic kill shots and somebody is shut up because it's systemic to be trigger happy at claiming that 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 they're a bigot and that and putting that on them and that and making them guilty until proven innocent and just talking about fake news i feel like it was may have been coined in that light but due to the hypocritical nature of the forces using that term that 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 created it 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 was it was effectively turned on those forces and uh maybe i maybe i'm wrong but i i think that that's the way things went down and it's just interesting it's interesting to contemplate and 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 to to think on fake news fake news a pre-made narrative sometimes does seem that way i think we need conversation we need dialogue and uh one guy i love that seems to be open to the chaos of varying viewpoints competing viewpoints is Dave Rubin. Uh, 
So the Dave Rubin show, I watch him. And then I just even think this gets me to other to other places that I think we're going. Because I do believe in the individual as a uh, as a human value and as a societal value. And it's not even just all about politics. You know, you look at the world through a particular lens, but to me it's about economics. And it's about the fact that the internet, you know, now is the home by and large of of alt media but it should be the home of uh alt economics alt professionalism we know it's freelance like many people do freelance and it's a little bit of a sloppier way to put together your life, you know, figuring, showing up on the internet, figuring out what you have to offer, figuring out how to have clients, but it can certainly be done. And I would like to see all of these forces within the internet and within the realm of the online world, alternative viewpoints, alternative success paths, survival paths, be connected. You know, we see Patreon, we see these different developments within the landscape of um, creative folks, outspoken folks, figuring out how to monetize their platforms. But we should make it like when we look at public education. I mean, if if we could press, if I could just press a button for something that was accessible to to human beings, I would press a button to make mainstream schooling or mainstream society community colleges wherever these things would be accessible i would make it so that you could go and you could learn the fundamentals the most reliable basics in building an online business and figuring out it an offer you can put forth to to the population that would be helpful to them so that you can have your own creative platform to speak your mind and get your ideas out there in the world and and also have it be a business, you know, two for one. And this way, you know, there's all different ways to kind of play with the Rubik's Cube that is, you know, metaphorically aligning all these different things that a human would need, you know, making enough money, figuring out what you have to offer people at the same time, putting forth your ideas, having them be connected. It's definitely possible. It's definitely possible, but it's not part of any mainstream educational system the same way, you know, arithmetic is. And I guess that's an opportunity within to me, the future aspect of mainstream alternative future media, you you know, reliable models for bootstrapping oneself on the internet from nowhere to somewhere by virtue of being themselves, speaking their mind and being proactively engaged in the ongoing conversation of mankind amongst mankind the eternal conversation of man, you know, it's, it's, it's on the internet now. And it doesn't always have to be shallow. It doesn't always have to be uh, the peanut gallery and, and defined m- most, most thoroughly by trolls. Uh, 
we, we can go we can go to great places with this and I think we're just getting started even though it's such a saturated world and you could get on there and you could get stuck in the in the mud and uh, it can be a real quagmire we can also use it to straighten ourselves out and and, and to, to gain clarity about what matters what we care about how we can better survive with with the least amount of uh, of uh, of pain really you know you have to make sacrifice in life but to, to figure out how to how to use this thing to me that's all media and that's the future of all media that and that's that's my wish for it and that's that's part of the premise of my business model that i'm putting together is more people more people throwing down more people contributing and contributing well you know things can spread that can become a trend that spreads by the way, of different individuals figuring out different systems. And then it's a, a sort of building block, I think, that you follow and you stay within the confines of this particular way to build up your, your platform and build up your business and connect the dots. But within the confines, within those um, that confined trajectory that, that's pre-made, like a sort of template, you also can maybe be liberated to, to really find yourself, find what you're good at, and share it with others. So, you know, you talk about Abe Maslow when you Google him and self-actualization at the top of the hierarchy of, of needs, you know kind of really really fulfilling your potential and being what you can be the internet could be great for that we should be we should all regardless of certain differing opinions i don't think anybody agrees on absolutely everything we should have less contention in this world we should be okay with disagreements a little bit and we should want to help more people be individually self-reliant and self-actualized and happy you know because if if you're working against that anybody who doesn't want that to happen well then our politics don't align on that regardless of whatever pre-existing political labels you think you own or you think another owns if you don't want more people to be using the tools the, uh, of right now and the future to be happier and freer and more useful to others than has ever been possible in the past, then, then your politics don't align with mine. Those are my politics. So that's it for mainstream alt future media, the trifecta of media as I think about it these days and of course um you know there's antiquated and old media that is also interesting but these are the three right now that are most important to what's now and what's next you know and 
I'm a little, I'm a, sort of just having a little bit of a stream of consciousness here. Hopefully there were some useful thoughts. And I, I hope to do the part two of this particular show with my occasional co-host, Corv. And just uh, look for this on social media platforms, Facebook, the Think in Your Armor, the Think in Your Armor podcasting on iTunes. Like, subscribe on YouTube and whatever other channel if you're so inclined. And, you know, I have a podcast starter package going on with my partners, which can also work well if you want to start a YouTube channel instead or another channel that it basically has most of the aspects of what a podcast operation would be just carried out through another channel. We can help you with that. And we basically offer everything you need to just get started and not have to figure out anything out on your own in terms of guiding you with what equipment to buy, setting up a website where you can take payments for the business part of your operation um, and really good artwork that's actually very good for your cover art and so on and so forth. And you could check that out at thethinkinyourarmor.com. This is your host, Jonesy. That's it for tonight, for today. Momento Mori. I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye.